0: morning and welcome to AM Voices, brought to you by Mosaic Group and Ax Applications.
1: Once a month, we will bring you diversity, equity, and inclusion-driven transformational stories from Mosaic Group and Ax Application employees.
0: Our guests will share with you real and sometimes uncomfortable challenges that they face and how they overcame them.
1: These stories illustrate the reasons why employees value working for Mosaic Group and Ax Applications.
0: My name is Fatim Pumbasa, part of the Talent Acquisition Team as an intern.
1: And my name is Steven Shucka, Talent Acquisition Intern.
0: Please help us welcome our next guest. <music> Episode 5 is titled Natural Hair in Corporate America. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Elsie Demma, Director of Talent Acquisition at Mosaic Group and Act Application. Good morning, Elsie. How are you doing today? I am doing very
2: well. It's super hot, but I'm okay. (laughs) How are you?
0: (laughs) I'm doing well, thanks for asking. So natural hair in corporate America is such an interesting topic, and we're so excited to get into this with you. So tell me, Elsie, what does natural hair mean to you?
2: Okay, so... Literally speaking, natural hair is hair that hasn't been altered by like chemical straighteners. And this includes relaxers and texturizers. But for the purpose of this interview, we're referring to Afro textured hair. And I say this because even though the literal definition can account for all types of hair, you'll notice that even on a quick Google search of the term natural hair, Afro textured hair has coined this term.
1: Could you speak more on the controversy behind natural hair in corporate America?
2: Sure. So the reason why this is even a discussion is a debate over whether or not Afro textured natural hair is professional or worthy enough to be presented in a work environment. Like there have been instances where we can be denied employment just because of how we choose to upkeep our natural hair. And the fact that California became the first state to ban workplace discrimination against black people for wearing natural hairstyles, including locks and braids is great and all, but it shouldn't even be a thing to be discriminated against in the first place.
0: So what is the standard American hair?
2: So I think for the purpose of like interviewing the standard, and I've heard this like many times in the past is sleek and unfussy.
0: Have you ever said the need to change your hair to conform to American standards?
2: I'm going to say yes and no. And the reason why I'm saying yes is because there was a point in my past, whether I realized it or not, where I felt I had to change the way my hair looked. Like many Black girls in my day, my mother purred my hair to make it more manageable to comb because we just weren't as well-versed in the proper way to moisturize our type of hair the way we are today with all the YouTube videos and the natural hair products and the blogs. It was just for me all day, like literally the just for me relaxer kit. So (laughs) the issue with that ended up being the negative toll that it took on my hair. So it's not like I was going to a professional to do it per se. You know, I had a lot of breakage, the length wasn't where I wanted it to be. And there are just harmful effects of relaxers on the scalp in general. So I ended up being more comfortable wearing braids or weaves anyway. I barely showed off my real hair and I accepted that. Um, today, however, and I think that's part of the beauty in working for a tech company, I don't feel the need or desire to change my hair for anybody but me. Everyone has seen me with like every variation of natural hairstyling under the sun. I
0: understand. I understand. So how do you feel your hair has evolved through your lifetime, even though you did mention that you weren't comfortable with it at first, but how did it evolve?
2: So as I mentioned earlier, I did have a perm. I've worn braids a lot and weaves quite a bit. I actually transitioned and that's when you wait for your hair to be a certain length before cutting off the permed hair versus doing the big chop where you cut it all off a lot earlier. I'm always in some variation of protective hairstyling, whether it's like buns or wigs or braids. But I do wear my natural hair quite often. And I still straighten my hair, but just with a straightening iron, like not the relaxer, so that it can actually revert back to its natural curls.
1: So are you like, is there any specific hairstyles you would say that you'll stay away from because you're afraid of how people will look at you or like how you feel you'll be presented to the public?
2: Um in this day and age for me at least it's not more so about how people will look at me versus the annoying questions I feel I may get based on what my hair looks like on that day whether it's in locks or braids or weaves or wigs natural straight natural curly um it can be different lengths i had a coworker once tell me the same thing um where she never wears her natural hair out to work because she doesn't want any questions. I used to put way more effort and energy into how I would go about switching my hair up than I do today. So like in the past, for example, I wouldn't go from a short hairstyle to like a 20-inch hairstyle the next day. I would make that change a little bit more gradual. You know, maybe I'll go like 12 inches and like 14. So it looks like it's growing
1: (laughs) naturally. Okay, (laughs) so take baby steps. We'll get to the goal. (laughs)
2: Exactly. And I think that like the most recent iteration of the natural hair movement, like started somewhere in the early 2000s, right? When some of these platforms or channels for natural hair became more available. So I never did the big chop because I was self-conscious about how I would actually look with short hair and a short Afro at that. So like, that's a completely different challenge in my opinion, because that starts to get into a long beauty, long hair beauty versus short hair beauty which is separate to me from the hair texture conversation, if that makes sense. But I think if anything, like women with shorter hair may find that they have more difficult time conforming to these particular hair standards, because when you do a big top, you already have limited options and what you could do with your hair as is, if you're not like putting in weeds or wigs or whatever the case is to begin with.
1: So you would say overall the questions is more of a thing that you would fill you an encounter as opposed to how people look at you.
2: Yes, exactly. Thank you. Have you ever
0: worn your hair natural to an
2: interview? Have I? To this company? No, but that's because my hair was like already in a style and I wasn't going to change it because that's so much effort. But um, I have in the past, but I've worn like buns. I haven't actually like worn my hair in an afro or like a twist out or anything where my hair is like down and out to an interview but i think that's just because of the impression that i've had of interviewing where it's like just have your hair pulled back in a bun or whatever the case is but i've never like straightened my hair to put it in a bun it's just been in a bun curly
0: <laughs>
1: what is one of the most important things that happened to you in regards to your hair like What's something that's fascinating or interesting that you feel happened to you a before? before?
2: Um, one of the most interesting, because we're going to say interesting, things that have happened to my hair, and thankfully no one has done this here at Mosaic Group or Ask Applications, because this is actually one of the worst things that you could do to a natural-haired person, and I'll tell you why later. But this white Hispanic woman, I almost said her name, but I'll be nice and not out her because she probably didn't know any better. I was (laughs) sitting at my desk and I was diligently doing my work, you know, as a young new hire that I was at this former employer. And I had a twist out that was like flicked up into a puff. And it was a big puff because I have like really high volume hair. And she comes into work, walks past my desk from behind me, says, oh, my goodness, Elsie, can I touch your hair? She sticks her hand into my scalp before even waiting for me to answer the question. And like the first thing that comes to my mind was, I hope she pulls back a hand full of hair products because that was just so incredibly disrespectful. And it's not like she said, "Fill this Brillo pad, because like I said, you know, my hair was properly moisturized that day, but that's besides the point. (laughs) She actually said, "Like, wow, this feels so nice." And like, I'm just here, like, eye roll. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> that's crazy. Wow. And the reason why it's so offensive is you pet your animals, and I'm not one of them. You know, black people have often been associated with being animals, unkempt, unpresentable. You know, there has never been anything in me that's wanted to reach into anyone else's hair. However, so many naturals have to dodge hands all day long. And it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I agree.
1: So what advice would you give to somebody who wants to touch your hair? How do you feel they should approach you?
0: Don't.
2: (laughs) My hair. (laughs) My hair is part of my person. And you do not have the right to touch me and you shouldn't be offended that you don't. And that's how I see it. Just don't do it.
1: (laughs) Okay. You're entitled to your opinion. Right? (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) So, I mean, is there any, all right, so is there any changes you would perhaps say that you will want other people to learn to, like, in a means to how to embrace black people here? Like, for example, if you could have went back to that person in the future, would you tell them, or in the past, let's say, was there something you would tell them a better way to approach you or just in general, not you?
2: This is what I'd, I'd say and what I'd like to see change. Like, I'd honestly like to see more rulings that make sense. Just like we need to stop associating Black people with unprofessionalism, we need people to understand that, like I just said, you know, my hair is on my person and just because it's puffier than yours, just like my skin is darker than yours, doesn't make me any less qualified or professional. I have a really good friend. He happens to have dreadlocks. He happens to be Black, but he also happens to have his MBA from Fordham. He's so incredibly smart, graduated top of his class, and will likely have his locks, in addition to his complexion, define him. And I remember when the court ruled it was legal to refuse employment to those with locks because whatever silly hr representatives said they tend to get messy like yes like any other hairstyle gets messy when you don't do your hair Um, despite the fact that it's a style attributed to blacks and african-americans they were saying that the fact that it could be changed is what makes it legal but people who wear dreadlocks like of their natural hair who spend time growing it can't just change it unless they cut it all off and how is that fair? Like I would love to see the reaction of anyone else go through the interview process and then be told you can have a job once you cut off all your hair. Yeah
1: definitely that would be totally unfair.
0: What is the right way for coworkers to even approach your hair change? Like some days you might have braids, the next day your hair might be curly and big, the next day it might be straight. So, how do you believe that your coworkers can approach you?
2: The funny thing about that is, I used to be considered the office chameleon because I was always doing something different with my hair. Whenever we had like a new hire, we had to introduce ourselves. So I would get ahead of it by saying something along the lines of, my name is Elsie Dama. I'm a technical recruiter. I've been here for X amount of years. I'm not going to look like this next week. So don't even bother to ask me why. Just say I look nice and keep it pushing. Like that was literally <laughs> my introduction. And I feel like it's crazy that I felt like I even had to do that to get ahead of it. But honestly... Just say it looks nice if that's what you're thinking, which you probably are because my hair is always on fleek, hair flip. But yeah, no. If you like my hair, just say it looks nice. Don't be asking me any crazy questions. Google is your best friend. I am not. (laughs)
1: Definitely. (laughs) Do you believe head wraps for fashion should be acceptable at work?
2: You know what? To me, yes especially because we do also use that for protective styling. But at the same time, I think that that depends on the industry. Because I do know that there are some places that may have like a more strict dress code and the exceptions are really just like religious head covering. So you're like, you're not going to be walking into work with a baseball cap. But in tech, I don't see why not.
1: So you would say it depends on the industry you're in? Absolutely. Okay, understand.
0: This was such a great topic, Elsie. So my last question would be what do you want people to take away from this podcast?
2: So if anything, I think I want everyone outside of the Afro textured hair community to know that our hair in and of itself is so significantly different than any other type of hair texture. And as far as maintenance, it's a completely different ball game when you have natural hair. And I think that's what some people miss as to, like, why we do the certain things that we do with our hair. Like, I love my natural hair, but I also want to keep it on my scalp. So I'm going to wear protective hairstyles, whether it's locks, whether it's braids, wigs, whatever I need to do to keep my hair healthy. If we're too busy freaking out about what people are going to say once we walk in through that door, how can we bring our whole selves to work? And not to offend the LGBTQ plus community, but the team like you and I have joked about the feeling like it's a coming out party every single time we change our hair because that's how anxious that's we nice. get about the potential <laughs> questions <so> nice. <laughs> that we're going to get at work. Like someone once said to me. What's the deal with your hair? One day it's long, one day it's short. I'm like, girl, it's called shrinkage. But honestly, like constantly explaining why you look a certain way is just stressful. So (laughs) I think that if people understand that, they will be able to help us feel more comfortable at work with our natural hair.
1: Okay, Elsie, I just wanted to say thank you on behalf of me and for team Thanks for answering all our questions. I feel this was a great topic and I'm definitely glad that we was able to touch this. Hopefully everybody will be able to enjoy the podcast just as we did. And thank you. I appreciate it.
2: You are very welcome. Thank you so much for interviewing me. (laughs) Thank you for being a great guest. I try. (laughs)